This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. C Senior. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, Christopher Columbus, who discovered America. Oh, God. You do that just to poke me. Yes. You do that just to poke me. And the joy it brings all of us. And America's stupidest holiday. Oh, please. It may be the world's stupidest holiday. (laughs) And I'm not a it should be Indigenous People's Day guy. I'm a it should be called Monday. Get to work. (laughs) It should should be get to work day. It should just be a regular day for everybody. But it's a day where people with regular jobs pay government people to have the day off. That's what a lot of these holidays are. You're going to work to pay for government people to get an extra day off. That's what it is. Right. So freaking fantastic. Never mind the sketchy history surrounding the discovery of America <laughs> and whether or not we continue to. So they don't even teach that anymore. So they t- when I was a kid, at least they were teaching the fable of, more or less, that America was an empty continent waiting to be discovered by someone else. Couple Indians, like 50. <laughs> Right, they're ooching around doing their thing. But now that we know that that's just not even accurate, so how does it possibly continue? I don't know. I think it's called Indigenous Peoples Day for my um, for my son. It probably is. I have some shocking Columbus Day news for uh, the woke crowd that I hadn't realized. I knew it was a big day for Italian Americans, and that was the point of it, really. It's their it's Italian Americans day. That's what originally got it started. Yeah, and, they needed a day to to get the Italian people to vote for what or whatever. Well, yeah, that was part of it. The, the other part of it was at the time the Italians were uh, if you will, and I will, the Mexicans or the Guatemalans of the time, they were the discriminated against, looked down upon, dirty refugee type immigrants that nobody liked and it was partly an effort to make people accept them and Understand their heritage, et cetera, et cetera. So they were, they were the oppressed group. They were the victims. That's why they started the holiday. Unfortunately, they they adopted a really dumb premise for it, and it continues. Why? What? Just what, what we got to recognize the Italians. What? What do we get? Pizza. Everybody loves pizza. You can't have pizza day as a holiday. That's <laughs> stupid. Uh, I don't know. Da Vinci, uh, Galileo. I don't know. I don't know. How about Columbus? Yeah. Wait a minute. He's, yeah, Columbus Day. Brilliant. It's just ridiculous that it continues. Galileo Day would be interesting, or Leonardo da Vinci Day. I That'd don't be more know justified. that. I don't know that government workers need the day off to celebrate Leonardo da Vinci either. But if you were, if I was going to choose one, I'd go with da Vinci over Columbus. Yeah, sure, for a day. Yeah, <sighs> the whole thing is batting. I don't know about wherever you live, but traffic, if anything, was heavier on my commute in. So, well, there's lots of people that these days mean nothing. I remember years ago when I uh, um. My wife would say, oh, so do you, what do you want to do on Monday? I'd say, what are you talking about? Well, it's a blank, blank day. Yeah. And I'd say, well, I'm going to work. Um, if you're involved in anything, the government, university, stuff like that, it's all these days mean something. But sure. most people are just going to go to the mall or their insurance agency or whatever they do. You're going to do business, Jack. Right. Commerce, my God, man, laying around <laughs> th- 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 pretending to celebrate Christopher Columbus. 
Stop it. Um, we're going to talk to Mike Lyons later in the program. He's our military strategist. And we had him on a couple of weeks ago. That was like days after Trump had re- had announced pulling those people, Americans, uh, off the border. And he thought it was a good idea. He was uh, he was kind of on the Trump thing of uh, let's end these endless wars. Quit getting sucked into Middle Eastern problems. Yeah. And all all of the intelligentsia, intelligentsia the chattering classes, all of the chattering classes, except for Mike Lyons, Rand Paul, and Molly Hemingway. And you. Of the Federals. And, and me. you who abandoned the Kurds. I don't put me on the list of people who matter, but um, mm. I'm on that side. But there's, like, nobody else. It is remarkable. Yeah, it is. The lack of support. And you're hearing Republican protests pretty loud. I would tell you, if it was Barack Obama who'd done this, that's what I would like to know. It would be at a fever pitch. To me, that's what I would like to know, is how would this be covered if Barack Obama had done exactly the same thing? Now, uh, I, I assume Republicans would be saying you abandoned the Kurds, blah, blah, blah. Lindsey Graham would be saying the same thing no matter who was president sure. other than him, because yeah. then it wouldn't have happened. Right. Um, but I think if Barack Obama had done it, he'd get, he'd get cover in the media, I would assume, and Republicans would have hated it. In this case, you got Republicans hating it and all the media looking for an opportunity to show Trump is just an idiot who doesn't know what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll be interested to see if Mike Lyons is still in the, on the same page on that as things seem to have gotten a little bit worse. I will say this one thing and then shut up about it because we'll be talking about it later. The Secretary of Defense, Esper, is that his name? I was watching him right. on with, uh, with uh, Chris Wallace on Fox yesterday, and he said, well, a lot of people have the timeline backwards on this. Trump didn't, uh, the president didn't announce we're pulling out, and then Turkey announced an invasion. Turkey let everybody know, we're invading, no matter what, just letting you know. Mm-hmm. Your troops are there, but we're invading. Right. That's what we're doing. Establishing their safe zone. And yeah. we were in the situation, uh, we live those 50 people there to, to fight <laughs> or get killed or or or... Do we decide to go to war with Turkey? That was the choice. Hmm. If you look at it that way, how would you answer it? What would you do? You at home, you in your car. Would you have played the bluff of, okay, we're going to have 50 soldiers there. You invade, see what happens. Are you are you going to draw a line in the sand with going to war with a NATO ally over that or not? Well, right. And how about our 50 guys who are human shields at that point yeah. or, or sacrificial lambs? I thought when you put it that way, it's a more complicated situation. Did you fact check that? Fact check. <laughs> because nobody's reporting that. Nobody. Well, the Secretary of Defense is, so we'll see. Uh, more on that later. Let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good, Jack. I know you've taken your kids to the circus in the past, and in the state of California now, they're, they've passed a law that says no more animal acts in circuses. No more animal acts of any kind? That's how I understand it. You can't have the, the ladies wearing very little uh, riding uh, on the top of the horses? I don't know. I, so that's American how I understand classic. it. What if the animals are treated very well? Still can't have an animal act. No, but I do have... Yeah, a, besides, half Naked horsemanship is a great American tradition. <laughs> right. So this is what they're going to consist Hot of. Hot chicks in their underwear riding bareback on horses. Is... That's how the West was won. What is this? And i got to admit, as a child, that was like my least entertaining part of any animal thing. It's can, kind of a, maybe yeah. my dad liked it. I don't know. But it's kind yeah. of a palate cleanser between the acts that matter. Let's yeah, face that's it. what I always thought was like killing time before you bring the yeah. lions back out here. Uh, so the circus is now all they're going to have going to be a man juggling three tennis balls. There's going to be a woman doing somersaults. And no more freak shows, not bearded women. It's just a bearded man, and he's not even fully bearded. He's just scruffy. 
He's kind of effeminate, though. Yeah. Put your hands together for the scruffy man. It's a scruffy man who likes Downton Abbey. That's as close as we can get to the bearded lady these days. Uh, positive Sean is not here today. He has the day off. I hope he's getting his haircut. I hope that's what he's doing with his day off, getting a haircut. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what are you, his, his old dad in 1962? Get a haircut, hippie. <laughs> Um, there's Marsha Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marsha? Well, i got to tell you, all my plans are in disarray now because of this Columbus Day. I was going to be doing some business with the federal courts, then I was going to go to the bank, and then I was going to mail some parcels and wait eagerly to dash out to the mailbox to pick up my mail, and now it's all closed down. Is the bank closed today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the stock market open or closed? The stock market is open. The bond market closed. Oh, How do they make these decisions? An indicator. <laughs> Why yes. would anything stop for Columbus Day? You respect the Italians. <laughs> yes. I just can't even imagine it. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday in my world, October 14th, the year 2019, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. I do enjoy ravioli. I'll give that to the Italians. Yeah, ravioli. me too. Pizza, <laughs> spaghetti. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Spaghetti was always my birthday uh, dinner. That's my mm. favorite food as a kid. I think I went through a period where <clears throat> spaghetti was my dinner, too. Yeah, good That's stuff. Good, good stuff. All right, let's begin the show now. Officially, according to FCC rules and regulations, let's see what we can discover at Mark. <laughs> We're going to be solving one of the most important problems to ever plague humans in their entire existence. And, of course, I'm talking about the problem that when it's raining outside, you're driving your car, you're playing music, but the windshield wipers are not sinking to the beat of the music. The music's <laughs> going, ooh, 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 and your wipers are going... <laughs> <laughs> that might be my least favorite sound in the world is when you got bad windshield wipers and they're doing that skipping yeah, thing on your windshield. Just barely, it's barely wet enough to run them and they get scrapey. Uh, there's nothing you can do to have windshield wipers like new cars have. That's the only thing. I drive used cars and that's the only thing I miss is just how great windshield wipers are on a new car. Whenever I get a rental car, I remember, oh, that's the way they are. They're quiet and smooth. You can get, you can get new wipers. You can get new blades. You can get new things. You can do, you can do all kinds of things you want. It just is never the same as the early years of a new car. So like a new pair of shoes. Oh, it's so nice. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, President Trump orders all U.S. troops out of Syria amid the growing chaos there. Bernie starting to take some shots at Elizabeth Warren ahead of tomorrow's Democratic yes. debate. Yes. And Getting wow. salty in his after his uh, the brush with death. Yes. Well, he's, he's looked, uh, you know, eternity in the face. I almost died. I'm going to let it all hang out. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and there could be... Seriously, a breakthrough vaccine in the fight against cancer. We're going to update you on this one. That would be huge. Wow, a vaccine. Yes. How does Melbag look? Oh, it's very nice. We have weekly shower thoughts to start the week off in a contemplative way. Uh, You know me. I'm a very deep thinker. Um, And uh, a couple of comments. We'll see what we can get to. Let's go around discovering things that already existed. <laughs> I have discovered this lunchroom in the name of Her Majesty, me. And now it belongs to me. We were already here. Get out! We're eating. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about today. Stay with us. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Show. 
we got some updates on the whole Syria-Turkey-Kurd thing. We've got a debate tomorrow night and a few interesting things going on with that. Um, I went to bed before the 11th inning home run last night, so I didn't see the Astros beat the Yankees, which was the outcome I was rooting for, but I just couldn't stay up that late. Yeah, I'm I'm into the playoff baseball, but nine innings is plenty, especially when it's at night. <laughs> I'm not that committed. My my team is out. Still enjoy watching it, but yeah, 11, 12 inning game, that's no, no, no. World Series, yes. Early, never mind. Mailbag. I did watch an NFL game at night on the DVR, though, as I am now fully addicted again. Wow. I'm a junkie. See if you can come up with ratings for Sunday night football versus the Major League Baseball playoff. Generally, the regular season NFL game just whomps on Major League Playoff Baseball. Sometimes even the World Series. Yeah. Here are your weekly shower thoughts as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. Thank you very much, Rich. Since young children have a limited vocabulary, their dreams must feature adults saying childish sentences. Wow, that's pretty good. I'm not sure that's true, I wonder. Uh, language development, watching it develop in kids is just amazing to me. It was one of my favorite parts of being a dad. Um, but I wonder if they have it in their subconscious somewhere? I don't Maybe that actually helps them learn to speak in more adultish terms. I've always wondered this before. When people say, I had a dream, and there's this person, and you know, nobody I knew, and I would think, it's got to be somebody you knew. It's got to be somebody you've seen, and your, your mind put that person in a dream, right? Or does your mind create people? I find that hard to believe that your mind creates people. Huh, that is an interesting question. It would just be so much work, I would think, to create a whole human being. Um, I don't know. So I've always assumed that your brain is taking people you've seen, they're in your brain, but you don't remember them. So it would be similar to your words thing then. So then I'm guessing your brain does use words that you don't even know, but are in your brain somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I wonder. Let's see, moving along. Maybe I'll work on that to try to win a uh, Nobel Prize. Yeah, good luck. Cocaine and razor blades cost too much to end up in some random kid's Halloween candy. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. I like this one. There must have been a brief window in human history where it was weirder to see a stranger in clothing than it was to see a stranger naked. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, how long have loincloths been around and just, you know, covering up your junk? Speaking of... uh, Who decided that as a caveman? Did did somebody like... uh, I don't know, a spark from the fire uh, landed somewhere unfortunate? I wish there was better documentation. Uh, part of it is because they didn't they didn't write down their history in the same way. But I wish there was better documentation on this Columbus Day. What were the Indians thinking when they saw those boats offshore? What the hell is that? What the hell is that? It's the they, biggest canoe I've ever seen. never seen anything like that than a bunch of people in, in weird outfits like nothing you've ever seen before. And then I've never understood this, and I've never come across any good explanation of it. How the hell do these people communicate with each other? No history book I've ever read have they gone deep on explaining that. Mm. How the hell did you communicate at all? You know, in kind of your cheesy movies or your fourth grade film strip, uh, Columbus comes across and they, everybody speaks English and they used to talk to each other that way. But you'd have no idea. Yeah. And it would, how many years would it take to figure out another language? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I just, I've always wondered that. There's probably a gifted sailor or two, gifted Indian or two, who'd notice, hey, uh, you know, every time they, they uh, hold out their hand with uh, some wampum, they say gift. 
I'm thinking that gift means wampum. God, it seems you know, like it would take a there. month to have the simplest conversation starting Be from scratch. Body language and and, uh, and 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 sign language. Yeah, with the open arms, not reaching for their weapons. Everybody's like, okay, we're cool for now, I guess. Although you reach for your musket and they don't know that's a weapon. What the hell is that? Hmm. I don't know. I don't, you have many questions today. I do. No answers. Bob's Burgers and King of the Hill are the only two shows on TV where the father is the smarter parent. Yeah. I can't document that, but uh, I believe that to be true. And that was always the case back in the day. Or not the smarter parent, but a smart parent uh, back in the day. And then it became very popular to have dad be barely functioning idiot. Oh, yeah. The family clearly would be better off, better off without. The family succeeds in spite of dad. The hot, hot mom who's brilliant puts up with her mentally retarded husband for some reason. And the kids from age four through high school roll their eyes at all of dad's uh, comments and ideas. Because he's an idiot. Exactly. Uh, final Final uh, shower thought. The difference between a good guy and a bad guy in the movies is that the good guy can always reach an object even though they're being pinned down. The bad guy can't quite get to it. And the good guy wins. That's pretty good funny. guys have longer arms. Marshall's News next, and there's a lot of it. Interesting stuff to talk about today. Uh, um, a mom whose daughter is one of the great high school track at- athletes in the country, but is losing every meet to boys who say they're girls. Oh, and boy. is trying to get some sort of campaign going to I get some you said sort of an imam. I thought this was a Muslim no, story. I was a confused. mom, sorry. Yes. No, that's um, all right. Uh, trying to get a campaign going to get some sort of rules changed for yes. all of America so this stops happening. It's actually growing quite a bit across the country. Rules that reflect the opinions of 98% of people, including 97% of transgender people. Right. Not just um, morons were afraid of being castigated for not being woke enough. And as we head into the news with Marsha Phillips and his lead story, I wanted to point this out. Ian Bremmer... Uh, tweeted out a piece from G Zero Media over the weekend. Trump's tough call with all the arguments for and against our troop re- withdrawal and how to handle the situation in Syria. And the and the the main point that Ian Bremmer makes is this is not an easy decision. This is a tough one. Anybody acting like this is an easy decision is not being fair. Well, I'll, I'll be interested to hear that. He's no, uh, no supporter he, of Donald Trump, generally he, he speaking. He thinks Trump made the wrong decision, mm-hmm. but he's making the point that is not an easy decision. Okay, um, I'd love to hear and that. And it is definitely not. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, U.S. troops have stepped up their exit from northern Syria. Defense Secretary Mark Esper saying that uh, the president directed U.S. troops in the area to begin to withdraw as safely and quickly as possible. This after American troops say... They believe a Turkish artillery strike on Friday that landed fairly close to a U.S. commando outpost was done deliberately. They were saying they knew their coordinates and those shells landed next to them deliberately. So it was a warning shot. Get out now. Yep. So we're pulling an extra thousand people out. That's what the story is as of yesterday afternoon. Correct. And so uh, withdrawing in the face of the Turks shooting at us. Yeah, how do we like that look? I'll face the nation. Talk to uh, Esper over the weekend. 
And uh, he was saying, the U.S. told the Turkish government, don't move on the Kurds this way in no uncertain terms. Despite our protestations, despite the fact that we urged the Turks not to do this, uh, they decided to do it. We told them that we would not support them militarily in this action. So how does that not amount to a retreat? You're saying that the president of the United States, the commander in chief, said don't do this. And then Erdogan said, I am. And he said, okay. Well, I'm not going to fire back. I I'm going to pull back. I wouldn't characterize it this way. That way, what I'm saying is, we did not want to put American forces into harm's way. We did not want to get involved in a conflict that dates back nearly 200 years between the Turks and the Kurds. Yeah, he made that point on uh, both interviews he yeah. was on. That look, this is a 200-year-old battle yeah. that we're not going to solve. And he's right, which is true with a lot of this stuff in the Middle East. Yeah. Now, how this looks um, on the world stage and what effects it might have that it looks like you can push us around by shooting at our troops. Um, that I don't know. Well, I'll discuss that with Mike Lyons uh, about an hour from now. He's a military strategist. But the other part of um, you get out and nasty things happen, you're never going to get out of the Middle East without nasty things happening. If it, Obama tried to pull off the pivot toward China, which we need to make, that's the future of battling for the supremacy of the planet. Us versus China. Right. Not us versus whatever Shia, Sunni, this or that, Kurd, this or that's going on in the Middle East. And at any point, if you decide, all right, we're out, there's going to be ugliness. That's right. just... Yep. Well, right. A policy might be the right policy, but there can still be disagreement over how and when it's done. And I think a lot of people of good conscience are arguing that right now. Yeah, I don't know if we're playing at this newscast, but uh, former Secretary of Defense Mattis uh, yeah. really thinks it's a bad idea yeah. what we're doing. We'll have that one coming up, but yeah, he laid that one out pretty but uh, pretty clearly. He's, but he's part of that group, and yeah. you know, maybe you agree with him of we just keep fighting these things. We, we keep fighting them, and we stay there, and we uh, just, you just Until keep there's them. peace, Jack. Right. And prosperity and democracy. Well, Bernie Sanders says he is ready for the upcoming debate tomorrow. He was talking with ABC's This Week, saying he's recovering well from his heart attack. He can't wait to return to very vigorous campaigning. And looking forward to that debate for the first time, Bernie's drawing some contrast with Elizabeth Warren, who's pulled ahead of him in the polls. There are differences between Elizabeth and myself. Elizabeth, I think, as you know, has said that she is a capitalist through her bones. I'm not. I am, I believe, the only candidate who's going to say to the ruling class of this country, the corporate elite, enough, enough with your greed and with your corruption. We need real change in this country. And communism is the answer. I tell you what, I'm worried for him, man. Stand, he's an old guy, just had a heart attack. He's going to be standing up under those yeah. lights for three hours tomorrow. Yeah, so that's that's uh, no good. A lot of people were yeah. pointing that out over the weekend. This is going to be quite a test of his stamina. I would like to hear on the text line, if you have had a heart attack, has anybody had a heart attack and gone back to work full on? This fast? Because I, I only know, I don't know, half a dozen people that have heart, had heart attacks. But the people that I know well have had heart attacks, they were out of the game for a long time and taking it super easy. Yeah. Maybe there are milder heart attacks where you're, you're right back to playing softball and standing on your feet for three right. hours a week later. Well, a heart attack's like a headache. It can be a one or a ten. Sure. So That's why I want to hear from people if you've had yeah. a heart attack. 415-295-KFTC. Uh, Although he's line. now, he's uh, go ahead. Anybody sir. had a mild heart attack to where? Oh yeah, I was I was back uh, running marathons and working twelve hour days within a week. Right, um, I was in a fist fight the next day. Four one five two nine five KFTC. Although Bernie has now added whispery to gurgly, and so he's really yeah. hard to yeah. to hear. Yeah.
And just people I've known had have had a heart attack, and again, they might have had a, a worse version. Um, they were they were barely out of bed a week later, let alone standing on your feet for three hours, working fifteen hour days, all that sort of stuff. So we'll see. Want to get this story? And in? they weren't eighty. None That's of the true. people I'm thinking of wow. were eighty yeah. years old. Yeah, good point. Want to get this story in? There's a vaccine being tested at the Mayo Clinic that researchers say has removed cancer cells from a breast cancer patient. The oncologist doing the study at the clinic say the vaccine is supposed to stimulate a patient's own immune response so that the immune cells, like T-cells, would go in and attack the cancer. The Florida woman in the early stages of breast cancer, the first person to go ahead and participate in the testing of the vaccine, and doctors say her cancer cells are gone. The oncologists are saying that other patients in this clinical trial are also showing very positive results after getting the treatment. Now, we've talked about this in the past, about vaccines that can, you know, use your own immune system to go ahead and attack uh, cancer cells. Right. And this one looks like it's working out pretty well. So I don't want to be Debbie Downer, and I hope all yeah. that's true. I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for, uh, for good news on the cancer front because mine could return any time. But um, there was an article in the New York Times written by a couple of different scientists who said, well, let's slow down on this optimism for fighting cancer. And they went through a bunch of statistics and they said, you eliminate the decrease in smoking. You look at cancer uh, deaths have dropped like crazy over mm-hmm. the years. They said you eliminate the decrease in smoking and it's practically flat. Oh, really? We've, had, uh-huh. we've made very little headway against cancer. Almost all of it is preventative measures and things we've figured out. The actual battling it hasn't improved hardly at all. And uh, a lot of this stuff has got has got a number of problems. That whole attacking your immune system. Remember last year, a lot of the right. stories were it, right. it you know it, it attacks your immune system and kills you. Um, it, it it doesn't work quite the way they want. So. I don't know. I hope it's all good news. All right. As far as the playoffs go, the Astros beat the Yankees 3-2 on an 11th inning homer. First pitch. And Correa lines it deep to right field. Judge is going back at the wall. Looking out. See you later. See you later. See you later. See you later. Astros even the series at a game apiece on the walk-off home run by Carlos Correa in the bottom of the 11th. There can't be in, in, in sports. Is there anything that would equal that? That's got to give you just the full-on juice of I am the man. I mean, there's a lot of yeah. different things you can do, but walk off home run at home in 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 playoffs. That Steph Curry thirty footer at the buzzer is similar, I think. But yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's great. Boy, and you didn't want to go to the Bronx down 0-2 either, Marshall. Desperation time for Houston. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. They're running out of pitchers. Everybody was running out of pitchers, too. That's when it gets exciting. Right. Yeah, righty's so tired, they were throwing lefty. <laughs> First baseman saying, I don't, I don't know how to pitch. Get in there. <laughs> so, coming up in a moment... And I I will occasionally oversell something for the purposes of humor. I get it. I am not overselling this. You will tell all of your friends. (laughs) Awesome. You will write us emails saying, can you send the link? Folk songs will be written about us. This is... You'll carry us around the town on your shoulders. This is one of the most unbelievable things I have ever heard. And I've been doing this a long time. Can you give us a range, a genre? What is this... 
You're probably aware that you see the world somewhat differently than other people, even in this great land. You're going to pe- think these people are from Mars. Okay. Wow. Fantastic. Um, are getting some texts from people who've had heart attacks and uh, how quickly they were able to get back because Bernie's got quite the test tomorrow night. Standing up for three hours wouldn't be easy as an 80-year-old, period. Well, the, the, surely, do they? When do, how often are there commercial breaks? Not often, not enough. very often. Not, not, not many. Uh-uh. It's dreadful. Uh, stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Jack, if your windshield wipers are skipping, use rubbing alcohol on the end of your wipers. Your wipers will run as smooth as your morning patter. Okay. I'll try that sometime. Um, Smooth as your morning patter. (laughs) That made me cringe. Uh, We're going to talk to our uh, military guy, Mike Lyons. Um, He's who we go to for... Military analyst. You said strategist, which makes it sound like we have a military. I want to make it clear. (laughs) That'd be awesome. We're not armed. Let's invade somewhere. (laughs) Huh? <laughs> I got enough problems. Puerto Rico? <laughs> no. No. Um, Coming up, tape that I will never stop thinking about in a moment. Just a moment. So ask the question, uh, have you had a heart attack? How quickly were you back to work? Because a number of people uh, are feeling like this is quite a test for Bernie Sanders tomorrow night. Three hours on the debate stage. How long ago was his heart attack? A week and a half? Something like that, yeah. Um, I had the Widowmaker... Uh, I was back at at it two weeks with a business trip on my first day returning, okay? Oof. Um, As Joe pointed out, and this is obviously true, or maybe it's not obviously true, heart attacks vary from mild to you were this close to death or you were dead, and they brought you back. I mean, yeah, and everything in between. And then you got age and and your health, and everybody bounces back differently, so that's all a factor. But personally, people I've known, it took them quite a while to get back to work and not you know, the, the the amazingly exhausting lifestyle that is running for president. I had a heart attack at age 57, same as Bernie. I had two stents. Took me six weeks to get back to work. Mm. Just depends how much tissue loss there was, how long, you know, the, the blood flow was denied to the heart tissue. There's another person who had a heart attack that, like Bernie, they had two stents that were put in. I was back to work the following week. My job is as an IT manager. Yeah, maybe the other person's job is rodeo clown, and they didn't. <laughs> exactly. Gave him six weeks to get back to work. So I don't know. We'll see. If they come back from commercial break and Bernie's on the floor and Biden's uh, leaning <laughs> over him. Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's a little dark. All right, speaking of dark, I, I'm debating how much to give you to introduce this. This is a news report. It's uh, it's off off TV mics, so forgive the uh, slightly bad audio quality. But <sighs> you know what? I think it's self contained. It's self contained. Let's listen to it together. Enjoy. These siblings are furious. Their brother, who police say was an armed robber, was gunned down by a store clerk. The pair acknowledges it was, he, that he was wrong for Roosevelt Rapley to try and rob the Dollar General on North Gettysburg Avenue, but they say the clerk shouldn't have had a gun at work. 
Rochelle and Juan Rapley say their younger brother, Roosevelt Rapley, was the second of ten siblings killed by gunfire. I still don't believe it. Like, at the end of the day, I don't believe my brother is dead. They, like, it ain't kicked in yet. And they're furious about how it happened. At the end of the day, that's not right. Police say a Dollar General clerk shot and killed 23-year-old Roosevelt, who showed a gun and demanded cash Wednesday. Witnesses indicated that the weapon was brandished and pointed at, at employees. The siblings recognize their brother's wrongdoing. He got some responsibility, but not all. But they say that still doesn't warrant the clerk's actions. Right and wrong is wrong. That was wrong for that clerk to shoot my brother in the chest. Yes, he's robbing y'all. Oh, well. Come police, that's what y'all supposed to do. Y'all not supposed to take matters in your own hands. If that's the case, I don't take matters in my own hands. Police say the clerk was legally allowed to have the gun. Meanwhile, officers are looking into the possibility Rapley may have been involved in several other commercial robberies. Wow. So, their younger brother, armed robber, sticks a gun in a clerk's face. Clerk finds his moment, pulls his own gun, shoots the guy dead. And they're mad. They say it was wrong that the clerk shot. Not only that, but the the one gal's quote. Sure, he has some of the responsibility, but not all of it. That's something. Isn't that something? That, see, see, there's there's a view of life that I didn't know existed. How prevalent is that view of life? I have no idea. You're not supposed to take matters into your own hands. Call the cops. And let my brother rob you at gunpoint. And hope he's not going to actually shoot you. Right. Because that's... Pray you see your family again. That's the thing with somebody sticking a gun in your face. You have to hope that they're not actually going to kill you. And they don't decide, hey, I don't want somebody who can ID me. I think I'll shoot you on my way out the door. Right. Yeah, Um, exactly. Isn't that astonishing? It is. Absolutely astonishing. So how... Now, like, I, I have no idea... How prevalent that attitude is, but if you've got a group of people or a neighborhood or or, or uh, you know whatever that has that view of life, how are you gonna how are you gonna handle that? Where do you start the conversation? Policing that area politically, how do you handle that? It just oh my yeah, where do you start the conversation? Other than you're crazy, I wonder if that gal votes. Probably not, but so no, probably not, probably not. That's incredible. Yeah, I wonder yeah. how many people. Would have that view. You're not supposed to take matters into your own hands. Call the cops. Let my brother rob you at gunpoint. I, I have no idea. You know, there's you also... shot him over that? Come on. Right. Him sticking a gun in my face? Yeah, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, there's also the factor of granting an interview to some local TV idiot, you know, before the body's cold. Oof. I mean, that's not exactly a genius move either. But they had a bone to pick. Where does that clerk get off defending himself? Unbelievable. Yeah. You know, we used to uh, describe the show occasionally as a visit to the human zoo as we bring you uh, all sorts of stories of all sorts of people in all sorts of places doing all sorts of stuff. And that is crazy. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show, uh, less crazy stuff, including I saw this uh, featurette. It's a listicle, I guess you call them, right? Of um, crazy or notable questions um, job seekers ask during interviews. During the, do you have any questions for me? Period. And some of them are hilariously idiotic. I hate when they say that. Some of them are great. Would you like to ask me anything? Do you think you're going to hire me? Gee. (laughs) 
Uh, well, right, exactly. And and there are actually a couple versions of that question that really impress the employer. Because I'm behind on some bills, and I would really like it if you hired me. Did you call my references? <laughs> oh, good. You didn't? Good. Good. No, no, that's my only question. <laughs> Did you Lexus Nexus me? Um, we got this text. My kids have no clue that it's Columbus Day today. They have no school today. Hmm, I Pretty sure my kids have school. I oh, that's double check that. Well, my homeschooled child does have school. I don't think my wife is taking Columbus Day off. We'll have to ask her. Um, uh, but they both told me at the school that it was a teacher collaboration day. So I don't know if that's just Whatever a coincidence or. Oh, Stephen, the uh, frequent correspondent state employee in the state of Cal Unicornia says, "Sorry, Jack, I don't have the day off, uh, but w- we gave it up for the Cesar Chavez Day." Because there were no Hispanic-themed days off. So you couldn't add a day. You had to make the, the switch. Or had to swap it. Yeah, for Cesar the Chavez Day. Federal government definitely has Columbus Day off, right? I believe so, yeah. For some reason. Yeah. Try to well, explain it's, that. It's, it's, it's a negotiating thing with the unions. They say, we can't give you any more money. The union says, all right, give us another day off. And you say, all right, we'll make up a holiday. That's how that works. <laughs> well, it's a... Uh... They teach kids that in school? Not really. They ought to. Kids, this is how bureaucracies work. Fantastic. This is how your tax dollars are wasted. Uh, battle in Syria with the Kurds. we got a debate tomorrow night. Number of, the impeachment thing. How's impeachment going? A number of things to talk about on the Armstrong and Getty Show.